Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Friday morning, May 14th, and I'm wearing my Israel shirt today because today is the 73rd anniversary of the founding of the nation of Israel. This is my Israel shirt. This is one a shirt we give to all those who tour with us. And even in light of the hostilities going on there now, we hope and expect they will be over soon, maybe within even a matter of a, a couple weeks, and Israel's opening back up. So if you're interested in touring with us um, uh, next February when we go there, make sure you check out our website at um, tomthepreacher.com. Anyway, welcome this morning. Glad to have you along with us as we get into the Word of God. we got a lot to cover today. It's a really important message, so let's get right into it. We're talking about loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and today we want to talk about loving God with our mind. I appreciate this. I often say on campus that Christianity is a thinking person's religion. And our mind is so important. We're not just about feeling. Certainly, we love God with our heart. This relates to our feelings. We've already talked about this. We, we love God emotionally, certainly. But we love God with our mind. And Christianity, so, so much of uh, religion is just feeling. Christianity is based on solid, solid truth. God made us. He gave us a mind. He wants us to use it. He wants us to love him with all of our mind. Christianity is a thinking person's religion. Far different than what the skeptics tell me on campus that, you know, I believe in science, I don't believe in God, stuff like this. No, we use our minds. This is why so many of the great ideas have come from Christians. So much of the great discoveries have come from Christians. I don't know if you realize this. I don't have time to get into it much this morning. But I will tell you, some of the greatest discoveries and greatest thoughts and greatest philosophers and greatest thinkers in the history of the world have come out of the Christian faith because ours is a religion for thinking people. Ours answers the deep questions, the big questions of life, and we give the best answers. This is why I can't wait to get back on the campus. It's been a tough year not being out there debating these things and showing the truthfulness how ours really is a superior way. However, this morning for us, I want, to I want to focus more on our thinking in our personal life, as we want to love God with our minds. The Bible tells us that, you know, what, what you think about is really, really, really important. So many of our battles in life are won or lost in our mind. It's not what's other people, it's not, it's not outward, it's not the temptation, it's not what's affecting us out there, it's what's going on right in here. In Matthew 16, Jesus told the disciples that he was going to go to Jerusalem and be crucified, be rejected and crucified. And Peter said to him, by no means, Lord, this shall never happen to you. In verse 23, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Whoa, what a thing for Jesus to have said to Peter. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you're not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. What a, what a statement that Peter's thinking his mind was not interested in what God was interested in. And as a result, 
Jesus said, you're a stumbling block to me. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being a stumbling block to Jesus? What a statement. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the you know, Jesus never sinned. And this is one of the, must to me, to me, one of the most confounding, heavy statements in Scripture. One of the heaviest rebukes. Why? Because Peter was not setting his mind on the interests of God. He wasn't, he didn't stop to think, what is God doing here? He only thought about himself. He only figured things out from his own way. We, we read in Isaiah 55 that God's thoughts are, as the heavens are above the earth, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, and we read in Proverbs that we should acknowledge him in all our ways and think of his way all the time. That said, don't rely on our own understanding, not on his. And so here we have this Peter. Wow, what an amazing statement. We see this in, in Romans chapter 8, kind of a similar idea. Although in, in Matthew, Jesus was talking about a purpose, something he was going to do. In, Math, in Romans 8, verses 6 and 7, Jesus says, or Paul tells us, that the mind set on the flesh is death. The mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the things of the Spirit is life and peace. The mind set on the flesh does not please God. It does not subject itself to God. It's not even able to do so. If your mind today is set on the things of the flesh, what's that? We see in Galatians chapter 5, you know, uh, immorality, impurity, argument, bitterness, pride, disputes, anger. If your mind is filled with anger, your mind is filled with bitterness, your mind is filled with envy or jealousy or immorality or impure thoughts, your mind's not being subjected to God. It's being hostile to God. And that's the, that's the path of death. The mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the things of the Spirit of God is life and is peace. In Romans, after all that Paul has talked about the great blessings we have in Christ, the first 11 chapters, we're told to offer our very bodies to God in worship. This is our spiritual worship, is to offer our bodies to him. And then he says the key to this is in verse 12, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 2, where he says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. How do you be transformed rather than conformed? I pictured, you know, the Phillips translation says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. And this outward pressure of the world tries to make us into its mold. But rather, he says, be transformed by your mind. So in other words, that the, the inward pressure... It, I picture like a balloon, you know, us, me being a balloon. That's easy to picture these days, I suppose. And I picture that I'm a balloon, and, and if there's a lot of air in the balloon, a lot of pressure inside the balloon, the outward squeezing and molding of that balloon, if I'm going to press on it, it, can't, it just bounces right back. And I think what he's saying is have enough inward pressure of the Word of God from a renewed mind that as the world tries to squeeze you in its mold outwardly, it's not successful. Why? Because the, the pressure on the inside is greater than the pressure from the outside. And we want to be people who are so filled up with the Word of God 
that our mind is so renewed with the word of God that the inward thoughts in our mind are more controlling of who we are than the outward pressure of the world to try and conform us to its mold or squeeze us into its mold. How do we do this? Well, we're doing it right now. If you're here today and you come here day after day, getting in the word of God, thinking about the word of God, meditating on the word of God, you're doing what we're talking about here. You are making, taking steps to renew your mind and set your mind on the things above and to meditate on the word of God. Meditate. You see, when we use this word meditate, all it really means is that we think about it. In Eastern meditation, where, you know, people talk about transcendental or relaxation type meditation, and, you know, they talk about them for business people, whatever. This is talking about emptying your mind. You know, you're all stressed out. You've got a thousand things in your mind. And so Eastern meditation is you sit there and you close your eyes and you just try and let everything go and get out of your mind. Christian meditation is just the opposite. We fill our mind with the truth of God. We think about the truth of God. We think about the word of God. We fill our mind. We don't just let our mind go. We actively meditate on God's word, not on, you know, like Eastern meditation, you meditate on nothingness. We meditate on the word of God. And so we fill our mind. We think about it. We read the scripture. We hear the scripture. We, we do exactly what we're doing now. We, we spend time regularly, I suggest daily, in the Word of God, talking about it, thinking about it. What's it say? What's it mean? What's the implications? What's the applications? What should I believe after reading this passage? I have encouraged, I encourage people to memorize the Scripture. You know, someone asked me, Tom, someone was asking me a few weeks ago if I have a teleprompter when I do these things, and I often look at the camera. I said, no, I'm just looking at the camera. And they said, well, you, you quote so much Scripture. Well, I've memorized it. It's in my heart. It's in my mind. I think about it. Uh, you can do that too. We can all hide the word of God in our hearts so that it's ready on our tongue. It's ready in our mind so that it's available when we need it. And so it, it takes discipline. It takes work. But we can remember the scripture and we can think about the scripture. I encourage people to journal the scripture. I write my daily email, and what this, what this does is I take a verse, and I write about it. And so every day I'm writing about the Scripture. Now, you might notice sometimes i up real late at night, and I repeat one from earlier. But generally speaking, I'm writing about the Scripture every day, and I'm teaching the Scripture every day. I've discovered that we can read a passage, and we can think we understand it. We can think it's clear when it's in our mind. But when we try and get it out of our mind and express it, either verbally or in writing, we have great difficulty doing so. Why is that? Well, it's because it wasn't as clear in our mind as we thought it was. Okay? It wasn't as clear as we thought it was. And so what do we need to do? It helps us to get it out of our mind and either verbally express it to someone or write it down on a piece of paper. Now, most of us, if, you know, if you want to share, have a habit of sharing with someone what you've read in the Bible that day, that's great. But I found it's really helpful to journal. A number of years ago, I was sitting in a meeting with people, and he was talking about how young people, were, they were teaching how to journal. And I realized, 
no one ever taught me how to journal. I've tried it different times. I end up writing long, you know, long um, journals. And it becomes such a long, tedious thing. I, after, you know, a few days or weeks, I give up on it. So I decided to buy a book on it. I bought a book called The Divine Mentor. And it explains a process called SOAP, S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. I did a YouTube video on it uh, back in 2013 that I will post in the description below. And also you can find it on one of my websites called truthondisplay.com. And it explains there the SOAP method of journaling. I really, really encourage that you consider such thing. Or you might even read the book, The Divine Mentor. Uh, I encourage you to, to do that because it, it was such a helpful practice that I learned. And, I, and I, I don't do the soap now because I write my daily email. It's a similar concept. You know, again, I'm writing a scripture. I'm getting it out of my mind. And I'm getting it onto a keyboard, piece of paper, expressing myself. I encourage you to do that. It'll, it'll accelerate your Christian life because it'll make you think about the scripture. It just is a, a discipline to force you to meditate on the scripture. What does it say? What does it mean? And how do I apply it in my life? That's a simple, simple process. We want our minds to be renewed. We want to love God with our mind. We want to bring our Christian thinking into our personal life, into our goals, into our attitudes, into our understanding of the world. We don't separate out and say Christianity has to do with, you know, just my personal uh, piety, but it doesn't have to do with my uh, academic understanding, my politics, my, my understanding of economics or business or history. No, we love God with all of our mind. And we realize that all of the training and thinking and the, even the academic understanding we have God is at the center of it. Why? Because our religion is based on truth, not just faith. We have a religion that's based on truth. And so Christianity and the Christian teaching and the Christian truth is at the center and core of all we believe. And this is what's involved in loving God with all of our mind. We're going to pray now. But I want to tell you, you know, on my YouTube channel, if you are on here and you scroll down uh, below the Daily Word and Prayer, just scroll down to a couple of playlists down further. And I have a number of videos, just five to seven minutes long, in which I teach on the questions that people are asked about our faith. Tough questions that people wonder, how do I answer them? I've got a whole ton of them. And you can go down and look and find them, and they will help you know that our Christianity, our faith, is built on the truth, and we do have answers to a person who thinks and wants to love God with all their minds. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you today that you have given us a mind, a brain. You want us to use it. You don't want us to use it to argue with you. You don't want us to use it to dis try and disprove you. You don't want, it to want us to use our mind, our brain, as in hostility towards you, but as we subject ourselves to you and we think your ways, your thoughts, your truths, as we diligently discover them, as we diligently seek your word, as we meditate on your word and, and memorize your word, and we think of how to apply your word and your teaching 
to every aspect of our life. We thank you that you elevate our thoughts. We thank you that you, you, you expand our mind in ways that we never could do on our own. Lord, you, you give us creativity. You help us to think outside the box that humanism traps us in. Lord, you, you raise us up and you transform us by the renewing of our mind. You transform us and make us more and more like Christ. You, it's through our thinking right, Lord, and we confess. We often think limiting, unbelieving, doubtful, uh, even negative thoughts. And Lord, it's as you free our minds to be focused on Scripture and as you transform our minds by the Word of God, Lord, you, you release us, you empower us to live like Christ, you empower us to be victorious, to rise above our temptations and challenges and circumstances. You empower us to Lord, just be different. Lord, they tell us that we only use like 9 or 10% of our brain, and, and the, the power of our brain is so untapped. I believe, Lord, that as we really bring our minds, our brain, into submission to you and subjection to you, that you unleash its power in ways that we could never do on our own. So today we offer you our minds. It's part of our bodies. We offer our minds to be holy and righteous, pure. We offer our minds that we might love you with all of our mind. We give you our mind. We ask you to fill it with truth. Oh, Father, empty out the crud, the dirt, the defilement. We've all seen things and heard things and thought things that are of the flesh, that are defiling, that are that we just wish weren't there. We wish these memories could be gone and past. We want, we want, Lord, our minds to be holy and pure and clean. We pray, scrub them out, wash them out, cleanse us, we pray. Help our minds to be holy, righteous, filled with what's good and pure and noble and good and, and upright. Let our minds dwell on these things. Fill us with this. Fill us with a positive thinking. Fill us with love in our minds. Help us, Lord, to identify evil thoughts of hatred, bigotry, uh, oppression, the negative things that we that we'd uh, pride and jealousy and envy and anger. Empty them out, we pray. Wash those out and fill our minds with love and with goodness and with humility and with nobility. The things, Lord, you said, if we set our minds on these things, set our minds on Christ, help us to do this today. We give you our minds freshly. We ask you, Lord, to wash them in the purest way possible. We love you and bless you now. Thank you for your word. It's true, and it has a powerful transforming effect, and we're grateful. And we pray these things and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen, and thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I hope you come back every day. We get in the Word every day. Saturdays and Sundays are usually down days. So, you know, um, we what I do on Saturdays, I read a story from my book, and I it's, always, it's a good time. We always have a good time. So I hope you do join me. Look forward to being there. Check out my websites. I mentioned truthondisplay.com, where I have there an example of, of how to soap journal. Also, I will post that in the description below here when I'm done. Check out my website, tomthepreacher.com, where you can also learn more about our trip to Israel. And again, we are, uh, uh, if you're interested, just 
uh, uh, sign up on the, uh, uh, there's a sign up for more information. Doesn't mean you're going. It just means you want more information. Sign up so we can keep in touch with you, answer questions you have, and, and help you plan this trip. Because it does take some planning. So if you are interested in going, we'll contact you and talk about how to, how to make it a reality instead of just a dream. God bless you. You have a great day. Love you guys. Thanks for being along with me. Tell your friends, subscribe, hit the notify, leave a comment. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.